and welcome to another meeting of the After School Anime Club. My name's Max Newland. I'm your host for this evening and the one of the three chapter co-presidents of the Anime Club. With me, as always, are two of my very best friends. He isn't breaking the rules if he takes his revenge from a distance. It's Max Kostrak. That's that's what they say. There's a there's a line of sight. There's a, a distance metric. Uh, doesn't count. I basically don't exist. And she can jump five meters like it's nothing. It's Stevie Matos. Why you say that? What are you trying to say, Newland? What? <laughs> what are you trying to say, Newland? You're strong and athletic. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You're gonna start making comments about basketball next or something? You're god. right. You know no, you like basketball. Oh god, this is specifically a track <laughs> reference. <laughs> What are you trying to say? Oh what the fuck are you trying to say? I am here as an ally in this space. Oh, wow. Oh, baby. Well, Goofed up. I made a bad choice this, this episode, didn't I? I have asthma. I can't do it. I have asthma. Me too. I have asthma. Finding we have a lot in common. I have asthma. I actually, I cannot legitimately do that. Although I did run track for like, Two weeks okay, in middle school. So hold on. So what are you? What are you? T- <laughs> okay. Well, sometimes sure. you can have problems and try anyways. Because I also oh, tried track in middle school and have asthma. The twists and turns. I was a sprinter for a second. Then they were like, "You got to learn how to long distance run." I said, "Fuck that! I'm going to bed." Fuck <laughs> yeah, that noise. I'm going into theater. I don't need this. Yes, I said, I that was exactly this. This what is I, not yeah. the endurance I want. Mental endurance, not physical. Fuck this noise. And uh, you've already heard her voice. She's here. She's with us. She's the uh, formerly the co-host of Holy Cast So Freaking Pod, just like somebody else who we had on this season. She's an Uh illustrator and artist with an impossibly long resume, shadow puppets, shirt designs, portraits, uh, mezcal brand logos. Uh, Oh, yeah. She does budget commissions for wives and Kirby's. She's the people's artist for everyone's and currently the art director on a horror surgery visual novel called Endemic. It's Callie G. It's Callie G, also known as Charles. Also known online. as Charles. Check On me out if you wish. What up, Callie? Thank you. Hello, welcome, everybody. Callie. I feel very welcomed. Thanks for having yes. me. Sure, Thanks. this is this is the anime club. It's casual. We're sitting around a table in a classroom. Someone's just wheeled in the big CRT television, and we've big just TV. watched two episodes of The Vision of Escaflone. Yes. Yes, we have. We love this key slam ass anime. Let's go. This we was a, a fun one, I thought. I'm getting really mm-hmm. into yeah. it, and it was cool to watch the the updated version where they did some yes. things like they changed the robot's name to a name that can be pronounced, like Escaflone instead of Escaflone. We saved Kostak's uh, uh, sanity by getting rid of kid voice. <laughs> no more diabolical kid voice for Kostak. He doesn't have to deal with that no more. Yep, yep. <laughs> just a normal, uh, well adjusted person. Yeah, <laughs> really normal guy. Yeah, this guy's Just fine. Just dude. This guy is insane. You know what else is insane? Uh, <laughs> you? These. Uh, yeah, in the membrane. Now. Yeah, okay. Insane This is the last uh, episode of the season where we're going to play a game. So I was thinking, like, what's a good game to bring back? Uh, the, the listener survey's been out there. Um, and yes. so I know what the audience's favorite game is, and it's banned for life, but that's not what I brought today. Okay. Because okay. I thought, let's Very get curious creative. about what that might be. Okay. Banned for Life Band is a fun AMV cool. game. It's really good. That's cool. Fair um, like but, but this game is one that we've only played once before, and it is uh, a game that relies on your creativity. Okay. So I hope you're ready for a season ending round of Fastball Special. 
Okay. In case you forgot, this is a speed pitching game. Oh my god, oh no. I will call on two co-hosts to supply characters and other other things. The third okay. co-host will have two minutes to pitch a fanfic using the aforementioned elements as well as a suggestion that I give you. Okay. Okay. So Callie, yes. you're our esteemed guest. You're in the hot seat first. All right, I'm ready. Uh, Stevie, would you please okay. pick for me a character from Vision of Escaflone? Merle. Merle. Oh, okay. Shit. The cat girl. <laughs> Max, would you girl. please pick for me a contrived story complication or common fanfic trope? Um, let me think. There's only one bed. There's only one bed. Okay. <laughs> Callie. Yes. Uh, when I say go, you will have two minutes on the clock. Okay. Pitch me a fanfic starring Merle, the cat girl. There's only one bed. And this is a Groundhog Day time loop story. What? God damn it. <laughs> I'll give you a moment to prepare there if you need it. Excuse me? Okay. Two minutes on the clock. Are you ready? I'm ready. And go. Okay, this is a enemies to lovers. Uh, Merle X Hitomi one oh, bed wow. fan fiction. Okay. Yeah, I feel sure. like I don't need to say more. Okay, so you know, okay, it's a recent episode, the one where they're both sick and poisoned and shit, and yes. Merle's on the freaking bench. Ugh. So this is like an AU where instead of putting her on the the bench, they put her in the same bed as Hitomi, and like they have to share it. Ah, oh, this sucks. And in fa- and not only that, like they have to share it till they love each other. Like, and I'm not saying like love each other, like feel positive towards each other. I mean, it's gotta be like other. filthy, like homosexual <laughs> love, lesbian <laughs> stuff, hellfire stuff. So, and they're okay. both trying to figure it out because they both know they're in the loop, and they're like, "Why does this keep happening?" You okay. know, anytime, anytime they get out of the bed, it's game over. It's like it's back to square zero. They're in the bed again. Okay? That's what resets the loop. <laughs> That's what resets the loop. Anytime they get out of bed. So the final time that they get out of bed together, when they consummated their filthy love, that's yeah. when the loop can end. And so wow. that could be easily like a 50 chapter fan fiction if you wanted, or it could be as short as you want. Wow. How did I do? Yeah, I think really that was great. A plus. That's actually really Don't good. You did great. You yeah. still had 47 so seconds left on the clock, but I'm going to call that done. That was good. Brilliant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at you go. Yes. Look at me go. Okay. Well, Stevie, now it's your turn. All right. Oh, God. Okay. Max Kostrak, would you please pick for me another character from Escaflone? <laughs> Let's do Alan. All right. Alan Shazar. <laughs> oh, Alan, I love him. Callie. Alan with an E, man. Callie, will yes. you please pick for me a famous person from real life? <laughs> um, Martin Luther King. <laughs> oh, no. What? Come on. I'm so stressed. Wait, can, really? I, can I re-choose based because yes. I suddenly realized maybe that's like racist or something? Okay. I just thought Alan and Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King is a funny combination, but I don't think it's a funny combination. Can we pick instead Elon Musk? Alan Shazar and Elon Musk. Stevie, Let's I think go. you're going to like this because I would like you to write me, a, pitch me a fan fiction story that is a battle royale. Okay. Oh my God. I'm putting my two minutes on the clock here. Okay. I'm putting my two hands together as is mask cost Yeah. Okay. Are, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. In three, two, one, go. Okay. So Alan is in this. Alan essentially has to essentially fight for the kingdom of 
Austria or wherever this fucking kingdom is. I, I'm gonna say it's yeah, Austria. It's Austria. Practically, it's practically Austria. Yeah, it's Austria. for the kingdom of Austria, like as 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 it's like head knight, like you know the the tippy top of his knights, because it's essentially going to get bought by um mayo musk what is uh, he's got so many names um it's gonna get uh you know bought by enron musk over here and if he doesn't mm-hmm. win essentially a series of matches uh, you know from from enron musk's hand-picked you know bands of mercenaries mm-hmm. and so much mm-hmm. and so forth he he must win all of them fight to the death no must no fuss he has a and then the final boss is is Enron himself, which he's just hanging out in diamond encrusted armor that obviously he didn't mind himself that can also fly into space. Will he do it? Will he not? Who knows? That's as big or as little as you want it to be because you could just, you know, monster the week that John. Stevie, you and Callie have done so well. <laughs> A hard act to follow. Max, you yes, Max, you've got a hard act hard. to follow. You're in the like, hot seat. <laughs> Thank oh, you. I'm so nervous. This, uh, this, this one makes me sweat. Callie, <laughs> even you, Max, Max Kostrak. Yes, what's Callie's prompt? Callie, I would like you to give me a character from Escaflone, please. Um, how's about? Um, what about that bitch Delandau? Delandau. Okay, now Stevie. Oh, this is a challenge. <laughs> uh oh. I'm really gonna do it, Stevie. <laughs> Pick for me a character from Homestuck. I'm gonna <laughs> shit. I hate this. <laughs> what was it? Terezi. Terezi and Zalanda. Right. Oh, that's sick. Max? <laughs> it's a coffee shop AU. Oh, no. That just ruined everything I had. <laughs> Got two minutes on the clock for you. Do you need a moment? Uh, I no, because I I can. The only thing okay. I can do is step forward into the light. Got to shoot from here. <laughs> this time. Good stuff. All right. Well, here we go. In three. By God, he's gonna two, do it. Two, one, go. We open up in a coffee shop in the in in, in uh, Polis, the capital of Astoria, and Delandau. Mm-hmm. Visiting uh, during the episode that we watched has stopped in at a coffee shop. However, in this moment, boom, another visitor from the Mystic Moon, except something went wrong. No, we have a troll from the wonderful realm of Andrew Hussey's Homestuck. It's Terezi. Now, I'm going to warn you all, this fan fiction gets dark. This is not a, sure. uh, you know, enemies to lovers. This is no. pure sadomasochism. Like, Terezi oh, yeah. shows up. And and Delando immediately like starts grilling her and getting in her face. And Terezi, boom, takes that cane, kneecaps this guy, and opens up basically a a full on trial in the in the coffee shop. Uh, you know the stuffies come out and it's like, hey motherfucker, like you're done. And just absolute like it gets really bad. Uh, it gets really violent, really dark gore. Delandau's dead at the end of it. Uh, and mm. Terezi, um, I assume, goes on for 50 more chapters to become a major part of the Vision of Escaflone canon. Yeah, yes. that sounds about right. Yeah, about that's right. all I got. Great, great, so great. You had 42 seconds to spare and you came up with something fantastic. You did. Everyone's a winner today. Yes. Wow. We all did it, guys. I love it. The power of creativity. And we I'm so glad did. that you all joined me for this. I know that it's a uh, it's taxing to uh, 
to f- to flex those creative muscles in such a such a way. It's but not the creative muscles; it's the stain on my soul. Teresi was the only one I could think of on uh, when I got put in the hot seat because I couldn't remember the name of the clown. See, it, I, I'll I'll go ahead. I'll say if you had done a car cat, it would have just been yelling. I know. Just uh, yeah. too much yelling. So I think you you went in the right direction. Trezzy's great, you know. Just the Gamzy would have been really fucking funny. Gamzy would have oh, been so fucking that's, funny. That's that's that would have been the shit. Gamzy would have been great. This is not a Homestuck podcast. This is an anime podcast. No. This is not a Homestuck podcast. Otherwise, I would not be on it. That's valid. That's right. <laughs> our, our pranksters' gambits tend to be off the chain. However, this is not a Homestuck podcast. Listeners, you can make it a Homestuck podcast if you. <laughs> no, if you can. Uh-huh. If you subscribe no, you today can. and make a contribution to the, Not to an the PBS, uh, oh, oh, uh, let oh. me give you my Venmo. Here comes the white violence. Put my Venmo on this podcast. Kostrak, here comes the violence. He's mad. Kostrak, mad as hell. Y'all can't tell yeah. it, but he's red as fuck. He's yeah, he's he's mad. His, he's, his he's mouth is shaking his fist. He's hitting up. Yeah, that's the the. the he's drinking his rainbow cup. I'm drinking out of a rainbow cup and I'm rage. Uh, before it gets too heated in here, I think we should switch over to talking about uh, Vision of Escaflone. No? Escaflonas. Mm-hmm. Escaflonas. Yeah, let's talk about the Escaflonas. Escaflones. Escaflones. Shoot that! Shoot this anime right, right up, up my nose. nose. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm here to do. I'm going to shoot this uh, these two episodes <laughs> up your nose with this quick and snappy description I wrote. Today we watched episodes five and six of the Vision of Escaflone, and this is what we saw. In episode five, Seal of the Brothers, Delandau and his men catch up to Vaughn, and with the advantage of their invisibility cloaks, they apprehend him handily. Hitomi throws a classic Celtic cross to prove to Alan that her precognitive powers are the real deal, but he pointedly stops her before she can get too deep. Hmm. Vaughn awakens to the sound of familiar music, and we learn the truth about Falcon. He's got wings. Uh, also, he's the brother Vaughn thought was dead. Not sure how those two things are connected, but okay. Falcon offers Vaughn the Vader promise and knocks him out with his finger syringe. In order to save her king, Merle buries the hatchet and agrees to help Hitomi pinpoint Vaughn's location. Alan and company launch an immediate assault on the Zybok fortress, and despite being only seven soldiers strong, they liberate Vaughn with ease. Hitomi actually puts her track skill to use in a desperate dash to warn Vaughn of a vision she saw of his defeat at the hands of Delandau, and just in time, too. Delandau goes down like a chump, Vaughn reclaims the Escaflone, and Alan's soldiers successfully extract from the fortress. Score one for team protagonist. Episode 6, City of Intrigue, brings us to Palace, capital city of the Asturian Empire, where they're greeted by Princess Malerna. Alan runs ahead to the castle to entreat King Aston for support against Zybok, but it turns out Falcon has beaten them there, selling the lie that Finalia's destruction was an act of self-defense. King Aston demands that Alan surrender Vaughn to Falcon, and his soldiers seize the Escaflone. Speaking of Alan, he sends word to Malerna that she should take Van and Hitomi to the bazaar, where Hitomi encounters a piece of Earth technology, a CD that reminds her of home. Another vision disturbs her reverie, and she and Merle make haste to catch up with Vaughn, who's chasing Falcon across town after spotting him at the marketplace. We get a bit of exposition. Falcon changed his allegiance when the Emperor gave him a shiny new cyborg arm. He once again entreats Vaughn to join him, while Delandau lines up a long-distance sniper shot at his new nemesis. 
Hey, Hitomi finally did something. Thanks to her, Delandau's claw misses its mark. It's too early to celebrate, though. The King's Guard arrive to detain them, and Falcon leaves. Vaughn's sentence is revealed. He must engage in combat for the King's entertainment. But I'm not convinced he's being set up for victory. We'll just have to wait and find out. Ooh. Ooh. Many developments happening. I'm about many, to come many. in hot here, but before I do, I'm going to calm myself. Because I'm already heated up over this Homestuck stuff, guys. Oh, yeah. Let me Fair calm enough. myself and, and toss things over to Callie. Callie, what is your yes. relationship with the vision of Escaflone? Have you seen this anime before? Yes, I have. When I was a little child in the 90s, I watched this anime on Fox Kids and I loved it. Okay. Um, I don't remember much now because I'm 33 years old, but Fair. it's been a nice, uh, I actually, I know I had no obligation to watch like all the previous episodes. I went ahead and did it anyways, because like, wow. you know, I had only, I've only seen the Fox kids dub. I have never seen like, say the sub or like, you know, whatever it is that we are watching is right. like a version of the sub I haven't seen. Mm -hmm. So I remember liking it. I also, okay. So here's what kind of like I thought going in. I thought that. What I remembered was that Hitomi was a useless piece of shit yep. and that Vaughn yes. was like, he was good at everything and he was also nice. The first episode immediately knocked that yeah, perception out of the water. Yeah, that was sucks. not true. I don't know. Vaughn I sucks. Think it's, I think it's probably because he, maybe he has some character growth later. Like the, like this yeah. latest episode, he was like, okay. And like, he appreciated Hitomi, you know, he thought she looked nice in her dress maybe in a weird pervert way. Right. Um. <laughs> But yes, so in a nutshell, in a very large nutshell, like a walnut, maybe that was my relationship to the show. Mm, Sweet, mm. awesome, we gotcha. love it. As uh, as Kelly alluded to, we watched the 2016 Funimation dub, so there's right. a lot of people that are familiar to you if you're an anime fan. Uh, mm -hmm. Notably, Aaron Dismuke, voice of Von Fennell, was Al Elric, Full Metal yeah. Alchemist, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. only in the mm. first one because puberty hit this kid like a fucking truck and he sounds <laughs> nothing like he did when he was 13 years old. Uh. <laughs> Can I say something about this Funimation dub? I I, I made yes. this Please. note while I was watching. Cause I went I back, I, I did went, I like compared a few lot, a couple of scenes I went mm -hmm. through cause, uh, and just uh, listened to the old dub and the new dub. And while Delandau is significantly much less child voice, yes, um, still unhinged in a good way. Absolutely, and the Funimation dub is is very well done. It's very professional. It's uh, the quality is great. It almost feels somewhat unnecessary to me, though. Like I don't feel like the original dub was when I compared a lot of these scenes was bad or like that the quality was that. so low. Yeah. There were some choices that were being made, but right. a full redub is a lot of work to do for. When you think about some other things. Right. Especially for how popular this wasn't here. That's yeah. true. Mm -hmm. you know? I'm wondering, though, did they, this Funimation version, did they re, did they put scenes back in? I think, I think so. I think they did, didn't well, they? No, the, um, the, the, it was dubbed in 2001 in full in its entirety. That's right. Ah, okay. See, I'm missing this information. Okay. When it aired in the U.S., the network Fox cut, cut it, it down. Yeah. So, yes. so it's all dubbed, but they just didn't show it. Okay. Yes. That answers yes. a lot of my questions because I'm going, I was going to say later, Hitomi actually does some stuff in this one. Like I, like if I had seen this when I was a kid, I wouldn't have as low of an opinion of her. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. They also took so much of her out in the Fox box. Edits. Yes. Yeah. And, which yes. is also why you're like, I thought that she, she wasn't really in this like this. I thought this was really about yeah, him. Like, Wait, like, he told me this is a Vaughn story. Yeah, this yeah. is a story about Vaughn. Um, she kind of did stuff. She ran. 
Kinda. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is where my complaints lie, Stevie. She Go ahead. ran. Oh boy. Okay. So. She jumped over a big gap. Guys. She she did that. Use those track skills. She just ran from, a lot from episode for these two one. Episodes. She she used she just ran a ton. Okay. She told the fucking future. She said personal weird insults. Okay. Do, can we talk about that fortune telling reading she did for Alex? <laughs> yeah. Let's go into the tarot zone. Here Let's we go. go. That was tarot sick. Zone. Yes. What if the tarot reader sat in front of you and it was like, uh, you're fucking estranged from your family over your like diaper fur fetish like that was like the level of what it was it was so offensive <laughs> it was, it was like, very specific and pointed yeah which usually yes. I, i've not found a tarot reading to be also this is such a funny thing i know on the first episode we like praised the show for actually getting one of the cards right am i wrong here i thought the fool that because they said she plays the fool as you're a dumbass you're a dipshit you're rash when my understanding, the fool card is always like the idea of the the naivete of a beginning, right? Yeah, or am I, do, do it's I have that wrong? That. And it it's can also be... like breaking paradigms, I think. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I know a little too much about tarot, you guys. I don't, but I know. I, I don't I've know heard anything about tarot, so I'm sitting here being like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, the fool is like embarking on a new adventure, like yeah. grappling with the unknown. Oh, this is off the top of my head. Like, I usually will look at a little guide. It's the beginning of the journey, like, right? In the tarot. Yeah, it's the beginning of the journey. So, like, yeah, and it's like in all in like in when you're getting it in a reading, like it might be telling you like you can have kind of a fresh perspective on it. You don't have to do things by the book. It's not like you're a fucking stupid dipshit loser. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how she was reading it. Yeah. I was wondering if this was her trying to I was like in my head, so I could think that she was, I don't know, smart for once. She was like, remember all of those inf- all that information that you decided to tell me about your life when I was maybe dying. I'm going to use that against you now. But I know she's not smart enough oh for that. Oh my God, yeah. That is so manipulative. I know she's yeah. not smart enough for that, but that's no, what she's I want. Not. She's not. <laughs> yeah, it's like just like the utterly sick, like, oh, you told me all these things in conference. I'm, I'm going to throw use it, it right against back you. Out. I'm like, you yeah. told me you're not smart enough for that shit. Well, I'm all sorry. your coworkers are standing at the door listening. <laughs> His homie, like, you don't need therapy enough to do that. Right. Like, <laughs> you have not been. You know she was really <laughs> shooting from the heart. Sorry, it's Absolutely. like shooting from the hit, speaking from the heart combination. Absolutely, but like, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But was she like, was doing that. No, because I was just like, maybe you're just using all of this information he told you. Because he said that, because I would do this. If someone was like, you remind me of my my mom. It's like, okay, that's rude and that's gross. Get away from my bed. I'm sick. I'm yeah. going to cough on you. Hold on. Uh-huh. Hold on. Does he have a, like a sister complex? Because it was coming off like that. And do we all know what that is, like, by the way? Like, not an Oedipus complex, but the other one. Yeah, it's sort of the other one. It's sort of like a common trope in like disgusting Japanese anime. Yeah, it's like like the little sister thing. Like, oh, you remind me of my little sister. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't he know literally said that to her. Yeah, he says that to her, and he said that to her in her. No, and he holds her hand and says it. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that at all. No, it's gross. It's gross. No, that's red flag. I know that Alan. Okay, Alan does not has not done anything in uh, terms of the plot to like betray them or whatever but i feel like every time he gets close to hitomi i'm like don't do that i don't like that like stop we're building towards something that's true he's too old for her is he how old is he maybe that's because he's tall i don't know too old for her because she's too do you do you clock him at like 20 maybe i clock him at probably 22 23 and i clock her at maybe like 16 yeah, 15, same. she's in high school. Because she's in high school. Um, and she's just real dumb. She's insufferable. And I'm like, I ain't never met a sophomore who I couldn't Okay, uh, according to the wiki, he's 21 years old. 21. Okay, sick. so there we go. He can drink. Sick. He can drink. He can drink. And so it's like, and also with the voice actors in the 2016 dub, he does seem a little older. 
Because it's not the yeah. same voice oh, yeah. actor from it does. It's not the same voice actor from two thousand one. That's not Zach nope. Marquis anymore. That's, that's Maze Hughes from Full Metal Alchemist, mm-hmm. who was a fully grown adult man with a child, a whole adult oh, baby. So he's a whole adult. So it's like, um, so he seems very much like they're playing him a a little bit more mature, and I mean like a little bit more mature. Um, so but although I did like when she was like, "Let me help," and Alan was like. <laughs> No. Uh, he's no, no, no. You yeah. definitely can't. You're no. a child. Women's rights. No. You're a baby. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Art emoji. Women's rights. <laughs> You're too beautiful. <laughs> You're too beautiful to fight. <laughs> well, uh, hey, you're certainly welcome to yell, look out. Um, which is apparently your, your whole fucking role in this show. Oh. We, like, I'm uh. not just talking about the two episodes we watched. From episode one, Hitomi stepping in to take an action. Yes, I know she jumped between two ships and and showed off her jumping skills and she read tarot, but her actual like climactic moment in every one of these episodes is her running up to a man and yelling, look out. I just want to tell this is the thing I wrote, <laughs> especially it. especially after the one on the bridge, the situation on the bridge. If yeah. Hitomi, if no, not if Hitomi, if the men in this show were just a little bit more observant. She would not yeah. need to be here. She, <laughs> yeah. would, she wouldn't need to. She this. wouldn't need to be here. We would. It wouldn't. She would be easily edited out because all she does is say, "Which they Look did." Out. What's the name of that fairy that everybody loves and loves to hate? Oh, Navi. No, hey, thank you. Look out! Hey, listen! Hey, listen! listen. All a day. big metal that's, laser's coming for that's you. That's all she is, and I'm like, girl, if I don't put you, if I don't put you in a jar. This bitch is Z-targeting. Right. <laughs> Actually, wouldn't it be so cool if she could Z-target? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if the boys were just observant, if they just looked yeah. around, um, they fight people. Mm. I don't know how their heads aren't on a swivel all the time. They're trained for yeah. this. Yeah. And and here, so- here's where I'm worried I am being unfair, though, is because I think I could look, and, and knowing that this is an older anime, that I could look at any modern or most modern isekai animes and look at the male protagonist and say, well, you don't fucking need to be here. Like, yeah. there are a ton of shows. I mean, we've talked about Tenchi on this podcast. You could take Tenchi out for I a mean, lot of it. He I does do things. I'll give him that. He has right. moments where he does things, but there is very much that element. There is no need for Tenchi, okay? It's true. Yeah. It's right there in the fucking name. I'm going to shoot this shot here because we do know that one of the boys who doesn't do anything is, in fact, Tuxedo Mask. He don't do nothing. Yeah, oh, he don't yes. do nothing. There we he, go. He There's he a boy do who does nothing. Granted, it doesn't focus on him at all. So that's true. He's not the protagonist. He's not the protagonist. So we don't have. We're not forced to follow him in any way, shape, or form. So it's could Hitomi like, go get some sort of mentorship or internship with Usagi? That, that would be, be really nice. Actually, that's, there's a fan fiction I'm going to write. There's a fan fiction. There you go. Please do, do it. Um, things I liked. Um, things that were anticlimactic. So the top of five where Vaughn gets ganged up on, um, yeah. which is yeah, yeah, yeah. Mima. Also, Mima turned on the subtitles because she finally figured out how. She did it, y'all. <laughs> Good job. Great job. Mima, Love that for Mima you. Mima made it. Okay. Um, then she was singing along to the opener and the closer because she's like, yes, come on. Kimi, oh, Kimi, oh. I knew those words now. Um, but because <laughs> um, his name is spelled like Van and not like the actor. And I was a little upset. Um, mm-hmm. 
But he's getting he's getting mugged. Like somebody is holding Yo, him. Yeah. Like he's getting punched in this. Like okay, first of all, this is low key, high key, anticlimactic. You were so excited to like murk this dude that when you got there, you just punched him a bunch in the robot. I was it like, is very funny that these robots have swords. Punch, they have punch. lasers. They can shoot these sort of like prosthetic metal pieces, and then they all land on the ground and just like boom, 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 like start beating the shit out of this robot. <laughs> This, and this also, like, I know that, like, he's in there pretty snug, and this is, like, <laughs> this is all giant robot anime, right. but, yeah. like, he makes reaction sounds like he, his body is getting punched in the gut. Yeah. When he's in a big robot. Yeah. It was very <laughs> interesting. I've absolutely been wondering about this. Is there yeah. no shock absorption in that cockpit? Because <laughs> right. you would die. You would yeah. die. You would, you would die. die. So it was very anticlimactic. I thought that was very, very funny. Oh, the transformation from dragon form to like very cool. Oh, that was form. Cool. That was cool. That was very especially because cool. he was, was very out, cool. He was mm-hmm. outside it, riding on the dragon, right. and then it transformed, and he's like slides in into very it. Neat. That was very, very neat. Also, let's talk about Sad Bash. I like Sad Bash in the 2016 yeah. Funimation dub. Fulkin's cool, man. I don't I like, like it. I like Fulkin now because in tw- to the, in the 2001 dub. Because of the way they had him dubbed, it didn't seem like he had a lot of agency. Maybe it's because the two episodes we saw, he was just kind of sitting there watching in the shadows. And, you know, yeah, he, he's a he background kinda, guy. He took way more front and center now because now we know his background of being Vaughn's brother. And, and now he's relevant to the plot yeah, and the characters in a pretty meaningful way. Yeah, he's not just sitting there looking like tall fucking Pagalisi over here. I went to the doctor yeah. again. Sad fucking news. Now, um, <laughs> this is an interesting uh, trivia bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Aaron Dismuke, voice of Vaughn, was again cast as the brother of the voice actor for Falcon. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. So it's it's literally the same two guys playing brothers as in Full Metal Alchemist. Love that. That's so That's dope. Wild. That's dope. So he was he was dope in these, but I like that he definitely was a lot more like decisively not a good dude. Because before oh, it was yeah. like, because the first, the first couple episodes we're watching, we're like, what are you here for? Are you like, what's your opinion? What's your plan, man? Like, because he seemed yeah, like, to not think? like, um, you know, kid, kid murderer over here. Like, what's it? I can't call him. I can't call him kid voice Little anymore. Boy, Dylan. Yeah. Dylandow. Dylandow. Dilly Pickles over here. Whatever. Um, He didn't like him at all. Dilly Bar. That's his name now. His name is Dilly, Dilly Bar. Bar. Dilly Bar. He didn't like the Dilly Bar, so but it's cool that he's like a traitor to the crown and stuff. He's like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh snap! We love traitors. Me too. They're interesting. Also, our beautiful diabolical be shown in is no longer beautiful. Oh damn! Okay. Hey, you got a cut on face. My face is bleeding. My face. He cries out. My face. Yeah. That cut seemed a little too deep for him to be that chill about it. I was like, baby, yeah. you don't need stitches. What? How chill, okay, how chill yeah, was he, he was about it, though? Chill about <laughs> he literally chill. fell to his knees and could not get up. I mean, but I was just like, bro, you need stitches. You need more than a band-aid. <laughs> you need stitches. My guy, we should be seeing, like, your mandible. Okay. I, I did hate the scene where he just repeatedly poked at okay. his own bandage <laughs> until it started real. bleeding, saying over and over again, it stings, it stings, it stings, oh, it stings, it stings. Ookie, that was ookie, that was ookie, that was Pretty ookie. Up. <laughs> Even the underling was like, hey, can you stop, please? <laughs> He's like, yeah, <laughs> please fucking... That's the same guy he was yelling at two episodes ago. Yeah. This fucking guy cannot get a fucking break. 
<laughs> this guy's getting a new job. He's like, yeah. I have got to get out of here. Right. And if you will notice in episode five, he's the, also the guy who tried to like get Vaughn out of the prison before he was extracted and yes. then got knocked out by Alan. Yeah, so Alan fucking worked having, him. I was going to say that. His, this is, his this week is, is going very badly. This is a Rosencrantz that desperately needs a Guildenstern because this motherfucker I know. is this okay. poor guy. Help this guy poor out. dude. Help this guy out. Um, so we get to Astoria, not New York. Yeah, no, but no. Astoria. It's, it's Astoria, New York this time, it's not Astoria. Astoria. It's Astoria, New York. It's Solaire of Astoria over here. <laughs> Palace, Cat, Ast- Palace Cat Street, Astoria, New York. Now, I, as soon as I there saw the is. princess riding up on her horse, I was like, oh, shit. Who she look like? She looks like somebody. Really? No, now, the She's reason cute. I say that is because. The sister, remember? maybe? I, it's not, I don't think it's his sister. I don't think it's his sister. I think it's, but, but I know she she's looks not like, dead. She looks like sister. Right. And you know so what that, that means for means I don't want to get involved with her because he's a fucking pervert. Dude, I didn't get to say it earlier. I was choking it down. But I he's think like, oh, it's my type. Say, People who look like my sister. Exactly. So I think that Alan, he has a solid like value system, but I think also that he's a sexual pervert. Like he's into the whole and like no judgment, by the way. I get that all of you podcast listeners are probably so screwed up. I'm not kink shaming you, but like... <laughs> Um. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh, we screwed up. We Nothing shame our listeners a lot. All the time. Okay, we then do. this is just totally run of the mill type activity for you. Pretty okay. much. Cool. So in a, in any in any case, Alan he's a sexual pervert, but he understands boundaries, so it's all right. Like if he wants to fuck someone that looks like a sister, like go ahead, I don't care. But he it opens is, with it. Is sick, so like but you know yes, what I mean? Like he does. He, yeah, he, does. He, did, he made it very clear. This is what yeah. I'm into. Yeah, he is. You're either into it or you're not. Bruh. Seriously. <laughs> but as soon as, so like, I remember two or three episodes ago, it was last episode of the podcast, I think, where um, they're talking about when when Alan like introduces Hitomi at court and they're like, oh, Alan's doing what he does. Yes. Yeah. Like, this is clearly like, a guy who's got, he's got girls in every area code. Yes. All right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He does. <laughs> And they all look like his sister. Yeah, he's he's and the ludicrous song, and they all look like his sister. Like, little. I do want to point out something. I dropped an image in our group chat. Oh, let me yeah, see. Yeah, who is that? that? Yeah. That's Alan Shazar from the movie Escaflone. All right, yeah, this is much more reading as sexual pervert to a me. Way sexier guy. Why I am he looks like he's drunk too much. Why his eyes look like that? Yeah, he looks like he is Ooh. fucked up. He's <laughs> zooted. He's, he's faded. He's faded. Cross faded. Fully suited. I know last episode I made a lot of jokes about like what if Sephiroth with your was your boyfriend. This no. is really what if Sephiroth, what if Sephiroth was, was your boyfriend. Yeah. No, for sure. He definitely drinks Sudafed. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I agree with that. Can you do that? Do they make that? Do have they make liquid Sudafed? I actually have or not Robitussin. heard of a drinkable Sudafed. Now here's a med pilot who doesn't read the back of his medicine bottle. <laughs> he drinks Robitussin. <laughs> that is the face of a man who down. drinks Robitussin. I don't care what you have to say. Okay. He does that. Okay. He uh, does do that. No. Mm-mm. Absolutely. He does not. that, but then he also uses eye drops so as not to look too fucked up. Right. Exactly. That's the vibe because the, the whites of his eyes are too good. They're too. They're too good. Um, I did like how this princess definitely came in with strong Bulma energy and just only had oh, that yeah. smoke for Hitomi oh, yes. and Hitomi alone, just constantly, casually insulting this girl at every turn. I was like, <laughs> she's like Terminator Vision with the like <laughs> yeah. I see competition. She was like, gonna eliminate her. <laughs> right. 
It's the city of intrigue. This is this is what happens when you show up. Your clothes whack. The way you tell the future whack. The way your hair is chopped so short you don't even look like a woman in this world whack. Truly, it's like it is. It's that. Like it really was. is. Truly, uh, it's okay. Well, I'll throw these clothes away for you. Right. Right. God. And okay. So what the fuck? Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong. That's a school uniform. It's a whole yeah, school yeah. uniform. It's weird how she says it has sentimental value. It's because a fucking the truth school is uniform. If she loses her school uniform, she's in trouble. She probably has to pay a fine. Probably. Honestly. So it just represents that she thinks she can go back to Earth yeah, eventually. Probably. probably. Is is the the uh, one of the dwindling number of Earth possessions that she still has? I think. Yeah. Because it's a I duffel so. bag full of a bunch of stuff we listed in an earlier episode. <laughs> so, like, speaking of Hitomi's earthly possessions here, so, um, not to be, not to, like, uh, neg myself too much, I almost feel like you should have had Chad guess instead of me, because the first thing he said when he saw Hitomi was, like, she's wearing the Nike such and such, like, exact shoe model, and then he looked it up. Wow, Whoa. sneakerhead, come on! <laughs> Whoa, yeah, freak. Chad! It's a recent thing for him, too. He was not really into sneakers till, like, last month, so. Oh, well, we love a well, hyperfixation. Hey. Let's go, Chad, come on. We, yeah, we love it. We, we love it for Chad. We love a hyperfixation. Um, <clears throat> on this disco man, you were trying to talk about your disco man. Yes. Do you want? Oh yeah, let's talk on? about disco yeah, please, man. Here's a, I'm dropping a picture of disco man in the chat. <laughs> so the funny thing about the whole scene of this too is like she puts the CD in, and I thought it was gonna be somebody be like, I recorded this CD. Please help me. I'm stuck on this weird Gaia world. But it's just like. <laughs> just kind of like she doesn't. It was even so innocuous. I was really hoping it was some licensed music they were they managed yeah. to get a hold of. No, it's toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah, like that episode Britney of Spears. She's just like, okay, it's music. Like she's not like, oh my god, it's Britney Spears, it's Gax or whatever. I guess she's Japanese. She's like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's not. It's just like whatever to her. She's just like, oh, my memories and my friends. Like it's an interesting way to play that scene. I thought it was going to be a, a huger connection to like uh, how to get back. It's, to Earth. Yeah, it kind of almost yeah, seemed same. throwaway. Also, she didn't pay for the CD, and that bothered. No, me. she sure she did, did just grab it. The Wolfman, he was so permissive. He let he her was just, just sitting do there that. smoking his little pipe, and then she puts He's the CD high out of his fucking mind. In the CD player, hell. A thing Stone that he thinks is jewelry. <laughs> so she's taking his piece of jewelry and putting it in a machine, and then. This is what I think. I have to go. I think he was like, he knows it's not jewelry, and but he's trying to see if he can bullshit like a noble person with a lot of money or something, Ooh, you know, like a Elon yeah, Musk type yeah. individual. So he's got a box full of those behind the, the counter. <laughs> Yeah, so he inst- he says it, but he instantly regrets it because it's like that that shame, that shame hits him. Like, <laughs> nobody would ever fucking wear that as jewelry. So when he sees her put it in the disc man, he's like, you know what? You oh, know what? I deserve that. Right. Let her walk away <laughs> with it. it. Like, I'm on a You, I'm you obviously know what to do with this. Right, exactly. Yeah. No. yeah. I gotta I gotta tell you, there is the author, a, a dre- not the author, the director of the of the TV show addressed the question of why the CD is there in a book. Okay. Oh. Now, uh, okay. Here, now listen. This is it. This is what uh, he said. Not now. Listen. Hold on, Newland. Oh, I'm CDs fly to Gaia by themselves. <laughs> Are you shitting my <laughs> dick? Uh, what? They fly what? to Gaia by themselves. This is the director canon. of the anime said that the CD flew there by itself. So you just, if you got into the backyard and you just whip <laughs> a CD like a frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> just like there it goes it's going no, to it just it keeps going up it doesn't <laughs> let me 
ask one thing. Yeah, please. Does he also think missing socks from the dryer end up there? Oh, sure. Yeah, it's gotta, like, yeah, it's gotta be what it's gotta be. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, come on. That's the thing. I was they like, what happens if it just spins themselves. away? If it just spins away, it just spins off into the ether, and where it winds up is Gaia. You guys never. You guys never see that weird pillar of light that comes down and absorbs your uh, laundry machine for just a second? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've seen it, but I thought not much of it. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was normal. I mean, sometimes, you know, occasionally a whole laundromat will just disappear from here. And I just think that it's inflation and, you know, just gentrification. Yeah. But uh, clearly, um, no. Yeah, it's just, it clearly. It's, it went it's, to Gaia. It went itself. to Gaia. It went straight to Gaia. I guess it went to but Gaia. Like, yeah, I was like, okay, disc man. I was like, but that's never, we're never going to see if there's going to be other people that's got stuck here. Because this is clearly not what this is about. Steve, I'm so was... sorry. Again, it is a disco man. Disco uh, man, the, that's true. It says disco it man on the front of it. Man. It can't be a disc man. That's copy. That's Sony. You get sued by Sony. You will get sued by Sony so fast. It's a disc man. Sony will man. kill you. <laughs> yeah, Sony will absolutely kill you. Sony um, will send the Pinkertons to your house to demand that you give it <laughs> yeah, back. Oh, oh, God. Didn't Wizards I know, of the Coast so just fun. do that? Yeah, that's yeah, 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 that is the reference. It's a reference. Ooh, it's a reference. I was like, Wizards of the Coast. I didn't. I, y'all, nerds got money. I'd be forgetting that nerds got money <laughs> and then shit like that happens. And I'm yeah. like, damn, nerds got money. It's some sick, it's some sick shit. Yeah. And nerds got Not money. Not the first time Wizards of the Coast has been evil. No, but. it won't be the last because well, Wizards of the motherfucking coast. Huh. Evil what I said. wizards. Evil, evil wizards. One thing I do like about it? these two these two episodes is that the political entre- intrigue, especially mm, for six, yes, the yes. layers that jump was like Shrek yes. ass onion layers of political intrigue. Which it was, was pretty cool. That. I liked that. Did anybody actually get a little swayed by what like what is his name? Vongle, the brother. Can you remind me? Falcon. I wrote it down. Falcon, uh, but Vulcan I'm gonna call Vulcan? him Vongle from now on. Vongle's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, Vongle. I want to call him Vulcan because that would fit with Vaughn. Right. Is this a translation thing? But anyway. Yeah. So Vulcan there. Didn't you think for a second that like maybe he has a point? Like is he can't he can't really be against imperialism because he went from imperialism to imperialism. Right. No, but like, the second he said holy war, I was like, oh, he's a fascist. No, no, no. And also like <laughs> oh, yeah, fighting you're to like stop a fighting. Manson yeah, guy. I was like, oh. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, fighting to stop all fighting. fighting. It's 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 literally like defense contractor shit. Right. It's yep. literally like Raytheon mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. I was like, oh baby, that was a fascist dog whistle. That was cute. No. Mm, uh-huh. no like what if Escaflone is fascist? Well, I mean <laughs> I know it's not welcome, what well, if, hey, listen, yeah, that's true. We is, don't know what Finalia is like. Know. What if he has a reason? I think this is interesting that we're here because this is like the question of giant robot anime because right. giant robot yes. anime is basically about war. Right. Yes. Um, and is, about yeah. like the ethics of war just generally. And 100%. What I love about Escaflone is that it's in a different kind of setting. Like we're in a medieval fantasy setting and we're still addressing the same kinds of questions because when you have a robot shaped like a man that does that does combat, we're going to be talking about what war is and what war does to people. No matter what. Yeah, it's different when a battleship does a war crime versus when a big robot shaped like a man does. It makes you think, hey, this is kind of fucked up that we do this on such a big scale. Exactly. And like, I know that things like Gundam, the Gundam franchise tends to have the whole conversation of like war and when you're in it so long, who winds up fighting those wars? Because it's a big conversation exactly. about child soldiers, yeah. right? Because yeah. most of the Gundams are not piloted by adults. I think the oldest right. Gundams I've ever seen piloted by grownups was the what the uh, Zero G's. Char Aznable. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Or sorry, Quattro Bagina. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But it's just like, I haven't seen a single Gundam pilot that's older 
than 17. No, they're all kids. It's they're all usually about, like, child soldiers. Yeah. yeah it's going to change all... in season three. I know it. Um, so it's like, it's, it's, it's all those conversations, but I, I believe I, cause I watched the first few episodes of that, um, the new Gundam everyone's talking about. And I do believe a baby pilots, uh, a mech in that one and kills people. What? That's correct. In the first That's episode in, in the pilot episode, a, a baby yeah. murders. Oh, it's like people. a toddler crawls into the Gundam and then the Gundam flies out and kills a lot of people. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you want to talk about, like, hard-hitting commentary? I think Gundam definitely does that. I think Escaflone probably not so much. And so maybe, like, an analysis like this is not appropriate. But still, I did have these questions arise in my mind because, like, you sort of hear Alan saying in in an earlier episode, like, Vaughn, like, these are the sacrifices you have to make if you're a king. Like, you have to endure these insults. But then he goes in in this second episode that we watched. I'm sorry, I don't know which one it is. It's, like, six episodes. I think it's, like, six, yeah. So he he goes to that king and he's like, we have to retaliate right now. And he's like not willing to take no for an answer, really. Like, right. Yeah. So like what? And the king has this perspective of like, that's an outpost. It wasn't a town. Yeah. It he's wasn't like, a city. you're going to start a war for an outpost. Yeah. And Alan's like, oh, so it was like it, it was a they were calling it a country. Of- like what? I actually don't understand what yeah, finale it's was like, in that sense. It's just like it's just a little. Interesting bit of inconsistency that I really like. It could show that, you know, Alan is not fully grown up either. See, no, I took that as so I thought it was what it was is that Alan was trying to get the king to declare Dunkirk. I don't remember their names. Yeah. Dunkirk. No, Zybok. Oh yeah, Zyabok. Zyabok. Yeah. They were trying to trying to key t- smash ass. <laughs> key smash ass. Fucking names, man. I don't fucking. <laughs> uh, but like trying to declare, uh, trying to essentially break an alliance with Zybok because right. Astoria, yeah, yeah. Astoria has an alliance with Zybok. Um, you know, after after Vaughn shows up at the back at the back door of this outpost in the territory of Astoria, you know, yeah, Vaughn tells. Alan all of what happened and he's like oh shit that's fucked up and then not long after Vaughn gets there it's when the outpost gets blown up so Alan yeah. going off of the evidence of the destroyed outpost that is within a story in tel- territory plus Vaughn's first hand account of the yeah. fa- falling yeah. of his kingdom he's like dude but the king is like Zybok just so happened to accidentally blow up one of our outposts. Please don't turn this into a full bull war because of an accident. Right, exactly. Well, know? and also, nobody, Alan did not independently confirm. I know we know that Finalia is gone. Right. Alan yeah. did not independently he confirm. He did not. That. Right, exactly. Indeed. Exactly. For whatever the king is thinking, Vaughn could be lying. Right, Finalia, right. Or, or literally, he is convinced that Finalia started shit with Zybok because that's what right. Fulkin says. Yeah, because that's right. the word on the street. And, be, and that that's Zybok the thing. And, and Finalia yeah. was like this backwater country in the middle of a swamp. So it's like, right. yeah. and like nobody knew much about Finalia. Like, Where would we attack for Finalia? Like right. that kind of thing. Because they don't know about Escaflone or the dragon. Like, oh, right. shit. Atlantean well, they're about to does. find out about Escaflone. Right, exactly. They're about to find out. Because it's like, thanks so much for stopping by. How about you do a bunch of trials by combat so we can see how good your robot is totally to, to, determine, you know. yeah, to, to determine how we, how to use we it without you. you. We're not, we're we're not, not going to kill you. you. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it, man. Get in your there's, robot. If there's a way to make you a prisoner of war that fights the rest, that would be great. But if not, that would we, be can, so cool. we can figure out other ways to use your robot. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> you can go home free of body. Fine. We'll murder you. It's fine. <laughs> It's we will totally sever your spirit from your corporeal form, and then you can go free, right? 
Yeah. That's politics, yeah. baby. Yay. That's politics. We love That's it. Po- <laughs> Nixon fingers. Let's go. Nixon Let's go. Let's you call go. us Nixon fingers? Nixon That's fingers. So funny. Yes. <laughs> Nixon fingers. <laughs> Yeah, I see anime characters doing the Nixon fingers all the time. What's yeah. up with that? <laughs> so yes. I spent a really embarrassingly long amount of time trying to find the specific track from the Escaflone soundtrack that plays when they're flying into Palace. Oh, oh yeah. The music in these two episodes is Are fucking so through my mind. Good. I thought good. incredible yeah. stuff. My favorite song is the one that's gonna it stands out to me the most because it just seemed like the most incorrect song to use it's the flutie song that's playing when they are extracting vaughn out of the floating fortress it's a very like lilty there's lots of flutes and i was like but people are dying what do you mean yeah there's like war going on <laughs> there's, there's, a war. <laughs> there's a massacre happening it's I a want- war flute <laughs> It was very much, it was giving a lot of Pied Piper, and what I needed was more, <laughs> like, I needed more guitars. I needed, like, Yeah, we're, we're talking about mechs and, and war and rescue. Let's, was, uh, let's get very, the right instruments It was very trilly. It was very funny to me. I just loved it. I was like, hold on. <laughs> um, yeah, I said it was fantastical fight music. It had a lot of flutes in it. Um, but yes, I did. I did really like the fact that Vaughn's brother is the what they what are the, what's the word they used? Um, they used a Greek word. I wrote it. Stratagos. His title is Stratagos. Ooh, which is cool. Good it's, word. It's, it's, I didn't um, catch that. It's Hellenic for uh, military general. All right. Mm-hmm. That's Love fucking it. sick. He's a Stratagos, and I was like, okay, that's cool, because that also makes it that he is. He actually has probably, it seems as though, more power than Dun- Pretty Boy. Pretty Crazy Dylan Boy. Dylan Dow. Dylan Dow. Yeah. Uh, we don't even know what his title is. No, I don't know don't. what. I still am cute. Like, Important note. Just oh. Some precocious child. I screamed at my dog. I'm sorry. That's okay. Screaming That's at fine. the dog. Oh, That's, you got to do that sometimes. Sometimes you got to scream at the We're, dog. You might need to fix that in post, as I say. So what's the... Oh. What are you guys talking about? We were talking about how the music slaps... Music's amazing. It does slap. Music's the music's really good. Yoko Kano went off. Yoko Kano. Yoko Kano never misses. She never misses. Oh, Yoko no, Kano so did true. Yes. yes, this is a Yoko Kano soundtrack. How did I really not realize? No, she never does miss. Oh, she never misses. She's so good. Uh, fun, fun trivia fact: the song that Hitomi listens to on her Disco Man mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in the original, the, in the original Japanese, that track's singer. Is the voice actress who plays Hitomi? Oh, that's cool. In the oh, Japanese nice. that's really cool. That's yeah, we love. How that's... fucked up would it be if you were transported to another world and you got a CD and you put it in the CD player and it <laughs> and was it's your you. voice? It was you singing a song. That would I would uh, I would flip mm. the fuck out. I would be yeah. so mad because I'm like, you're trying to tell me that I'm over here with no with with not a real motherfucking toilet like this chamber pot ass spot and I could be a pop star. I'd be so mad. <laughs> so when Hitomi was sick with the fever or whatever, it does like a zoom out and there's like two big pots in an inlet in the wall next to her bed. And I, as soon is. as I saw that, I was like, that's the pee pee pot and that's the poo poo pot. They have <laughs> giant robots. Have they not invented the toilet? Oh, they, Hell fucking no. Look at the inside have, of the robot. Excuse me. Fuck they have this two world. Rocks. They have two rocks attached to a ship and they got to turn the rocks on and off in order yeah. for the, turn rocks the fucking to rocks on. Dude. That's so <laughs> funny. We, we died too 
two floating rocks to a boat. And yes. that's how we have an airship. Those are the ship's nuts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they inflate them and deflate them. They warm them up it's and cool sick. them down. It's a permanent land. <laughs> Episode title, Those Are the Ship's Nuts. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. They they clearly needed they don't have every, they don't have it all down, okay? No, they don't. They, they think don't. that and, and Hitomi's no. from Japan, so she's probably used to having a bidet. So like yeah. what a what a downgrade. She could not you know chill out getting a bath. She was like, I'm glad to have a bath, but I can't chill out and something like this. I was like, Yes, girl, this is not on some material. I- I know she is yeah. caught up in a lot of political intrigue, but there is an opportunity here. She could just go and invent three or four things and be pretty much fucking set for life here. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. Like, absolutely, absolutely just like, have you guys thought about a toilet? Right. Indoor mm-hmm. plumbing. Have you heard of it? Can we give mm. it a shot? <laughs> this is just like in ReZero when Subaru, the main character, invented mayonnaise and got rich on it. Hitomi could do that with toilets is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> We have this magical substance where I'm from called fluoride, and we put it in the water and our teeth stop falling out. <laughs> Whoa! You know you know where he Amazing. get fluoride from? I mean, you can't really, but it's like, remember all those limestone rocks you had? Yo. Yo! Yo! And they got that shit! They got, got that shit! <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it's, I guess the special limestone they have there that's like strong as hell. <laughs> it's impenetrable, not porous, mm. and not made of fossils. What the fuck? I'm never going to get what over that. Fuck? That was so annoying. That was the most annoying that thing. That was so weird. I can't yeah. believe how inaccurate this mecha anime they has did- been. <laughs> they <laughs> didn't have dinosaurs, but they did have big ass dragons. Dragons could probably make limestone. They got bones. Yeah. And maybe oh. that's why the limestone's so strong. It's made out of dragon, dragon bones. bones. Which, so yeah, as maybe. we all know, are stronger than dinosaur bones. Yeah. It's truly. Mm-hmm. That's scientifically proven. Dragon bones mm-hmm. are stronger mm-hmm. than dinosaur bones. They weigh mm-hmm. a lot. So much. You only start getting dragon bone stuff like towards the end of uh, Breath of the Wild. Like then that's when the <gasps> dragon bone stuff, the bokoblin stuff. Oh, yes. Friday. Stuff. Friday. I took, I, took the d- I took the day off. <laughs> Got it on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a big weekend. Clown. When they ask me what I did sure on the weekend is. next Monday. <laughs> Clown Not Fiance lot, pre-ordered it. Clown Fiance oh, pre-ordered baby. it. Also, Clown Fiance's Switch Lite didn't work, but he had just gotten paid, and he was like, you think I should Get go to Best OLED. Buy? He was like, you think I should yes. go to Best Buy? And I was like, baby, let's go to Best Buy. And that's what he bought. Oh, he got wow. the Legend of Zelda. OLED. He got the Zelda Switch. The OLED Zelda Switch. Everybody hears about it getting ready on Friday to be wished away to our own world full of uh, medieval fantasy and mix. I'll fucking say. I'll fucking say. What I've been doing right now, sorry, this is turning into a video game podcast real quick. Video game podcast. Video game corner. I've been playing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, dog. Oh, that game made me so mad. It made you mad? I'm having a good time. It was fun. No, I had a fun time playing it. I got mad about how they did it with the story. I'll oh, get into it later. Okay. If you've not beaten it. I haven't, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty far. I'm like level 30 something. So I've gotten all nice. four of them and I've gotten Hestu. I don't know how I feel about Hestu. It's fun Hestu, as hell though. It's a Hestu, warrior's game. Hestu, I, it's a warrior's game. It is a dynasty yeah. warrior's game and that's what makes it so cathartic. Um, Impa's, yeah. Impa's really good. I like Impa. She's fun. Um, Mifa, unmatched. Mifa's great. Mm, but mm-hmm. Mommy is Orbosa. Oh, Orbosa's mommy. Orbo- yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. I love no, Orbosa. Yeah. She's so, first I am, of all, she's I am, so I have timed out uh, a Breath of the Wild replay 
to where I'm now at the very end of it. <laughs> and I'm just holding on in Thursday night before I go pick up the the the, the game at midnight. I'm like, I'm just going to go in there and just beat it. Ju- jump in real quick, kill Ganon, and then I'll go get the new one and immediately pick up. <laughs> I'm getting it delivered to my house on Ooh. Friday. Wow, very <sighs> nice. I was worried about that. That's I've, I never, ever do a, a pre-order or a midnight pickup, but I was like, I took the day off. I kind of want to play it all day. <laughs> That's valid. No, see, I'm just like he. I never gonna, do pre-orders either, but this he's is special. gonna he's gonna this pay. He's, he got the digital download, so he pre-ordered for the digital download. So he's gonna it's gonna be in his switch. That's what I do with a lot of them, but I I I want a physical copy because yeah. in 20 years when the Nintendo eShop is down and their yeah. servers are they shut down no, their servers, I want to be able to plug that little cartridge in that little bad on my boy. old ass fucking dusty switch. And <laughs> you're kind of selling my, me on this. I was. I have a Switch Lite as well. It's it's fucking pink because I'm a girl. We love it, but uh, <laughs> we do love it, and I love it as well. But I haven't been playing this. The Switch has laid fallow. It's lain fallow. Yes. I haven't been really playing. I've not it, been but playing it a lot until just recently. Picking Same. back up. So mm-hmm. mm, okay. So I I have played extensively Breath of the Wild on my husband's Switch, but like I'm thinking that you guys are kind of selling me on trying this new game and maybe the cartridge. Maybe. Yes. And the great thing about it is that you can lick it and it tastes bad. It tastes bad. I've never <laughs> tried it and I know I don't want to. Tastes I've never tried it, but I've had it confirmed. Yeah, they taste terrible. That's the point. I'm happy with mysteries remaining in the world. That's <laughs> yeah. the kind of person yeah. I am. <laughs> so when you think about tasting. it though, and this is this is about this is about the mysteries of the world. When you are a baby, one of your yes. primary methods of interacting with the world is tasting things it, around you. Right. And so that that's stops how you more an adult. And there is a there look around Why your look around you right now. There are multiple items that you've never tasted. Like have <laughs> you really buddy. thought about mm. it? Like What's I suppose vibe? you're right. What's what if the they taste really good is what I'm afraid of. I'm not worried that they'll taste bad. Did you know that geologists actually still use taste in a lot of their fieldwork? Oh, yes. Work? I knew that. They do. I was going to say, do. yeah, Newland mm-hmm. knows that. That's the thing, because if it sticks, they, that's how they can determine if something is rock or bone, rock or fossil. Because if it hmm. doesn't stick, really it's cool. rock. If it does stick, I think it's bone. Somebody going to come up in here and geologists going to be like, I'm actually. I mean, well, actually. Well, actually. Yeah. But it's one of those two. Actually, actually, we just look it because it tastes good. I mean, hey, they might. <laughs> actually, I'm just a fucking freak. Right. <laughs> just, I just have to think about <laughs> Um But yeah, that's the thing. Like if they if they lick it and it's like, it's st- I think it's like the six of them is bone because it pours some. Mm. And yeah, they still, they be, t- they be taste testing rocks. They be doing that. They be tasting Look, that's how how would we have gotten salt? That's how would yeah. we have gotten really salt? True. Yeah. We got salt because somebody was like, let me put this rock. Let me just real quick. Let me lick this. Wait, hold on. What's this like? What's this like? Hold on. Wait, oh, guys, me, it's good. Let me put this guys, on. Guys, it's egg. fucking good. Whoa, what if we put a... this rock in everything? Right. And then some white people were like, I don't trust it. It looks like witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Started early. Started early. <laughs> There could be a rock out there that they're hiding from us. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I believe it. A rock, uh, yeah. Salt, too. They've got pink rock salt. Himalayan pink salt. salt. Junior. That feels like salt 1.5. I love it. And a lot of people will say that it's better than salt, but I'm, wait, I'm waiting for salt, too. I just, well, there's lots of salt, too. You got, like, smoke salt. You got flaky salt. That's salt 1.6. M- MSG. You, you're say, you, you're MSG. saying a lot of things that are that are still salt. Smoke salt is just dirty salt. It's just dirty it. salt. <laughs> it is yeah. salt. It's, it's salt just is salt just that gross. they fucked up a little. They but you burned the salt up. Right. 
don't know. I do like using. I do like putting a little bit of Himalayan pink salt in the water that oh, I'm yeah. using to no, work I, out with. We use we we use salt 1.5 all the time. <laughs> yes, it's a really awful salt, and I don't want to even say it, but I guess I have to. What kind of salt? Uh, woman salt is what came to mind, and that's. Uh, just something Woman really salt. bad. Yeah, stuff that's like you know, it's pink. Sweats it's pink in a vial. Oh. It's pink. That's probably why I thought of it. But oh, I got it's you. Salt, you know, from a woman. Salt from a woman. Oh, it's like bath water. Wait, salt okay. for women or salt from a woman? No, no. Well, both. Salt. <laughs> that's the <laughs> motto. Salt from a woman. Salt for a woman. It's like a woman salt replacement, but it has to be from another woman. <laughs> This is really sick. I hate this. I don't want this idea. <laughs> no, this we're learning it? a lot. We're I, learning I'm so learning much. I'm learning more than I care to learn. I mean, or I'm comfortable with. <laughs> From my own mind. Maybe we can use this as an on ramp to get back onto Vision of yeah, the Yeah, please. Um, what else? Was I don't was? possibly know how, but let's try. <laughs> so we also didn't mention that we like that Shadagos is a title for Vaughn's brother. Yeah, as Zybok, yeah. which is cool. So it just yeah. kind of also gives it that he's got more authority than we might have realized. Because yes. maybe that Delandau is just some kind of fool who just gets to run around and do yeah. whatever the fuck he wants or something. Almost certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I'm it, just is like, Vongel huh. his boss or? Uh, we don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't know. I that. think he is. Yeah. I we don't think know. So. I think so too. I'd want to know desperately what Delandau's specific title is, what his relationship to the Emperor is. Yeah. Piss boy. Yeah, piss boy. <laughs> stinky nephew. Stinky, stinky nephew. Stinky nephew. Stinky nephew. <laughs> we're just, cre- we're, man, we're tossing out. I'm sorry. Stinky fucking, nephew Dilly Bar. Come on. We're tossing out episode titles left and fucking right over here. <laughs> I'm stimulating your creativity. Maybe even yeah. your, like, salt, your women's your salt. Your women's salt. I'm just run out of things salt. to say about the episodes of anime we watch, and we just start fucking going wild. We do. We start fucking off. Yes, one thing I do like, I do yeah. like the Funimation edit better than the 2001, mostly because they. I agree. It was better. Oh yeah, it's higher quality. Better. It's higher quality, and not just from the voice acting alone, but because you know they took the time to localize a little bit better with the dub, and it's a lot of like Hitomi is still annoying as hell. All yeah. she does is say "look out." All she does is see Von die. This girl needs a therapist so bad when she gets back home because all oh, she's all this girl is seeing oh, yeah. is death. This poor child. But one thing I will say is that there were a lot more moments for he told me to have agency. Even even that like we talked about the tarot moment for a second where she was reading Alan for she filth. got to prove herself. Yeah, but she, she did, did get to prove, to prove herself. herself. She did get a little bit of agency where she wanted to stand up for herself. Her making like actual decisive decisions on how to like interject things. Yeah, um, and the jump, the jump actually what like. As silly as it was right. compared to, to giant robots swinging swords, for her, it was this moment of like, I can do something. Yeah. You know, I can this help. Is th- this is what I can do. Right. Exactly. Look so like, I I'll, yeah. I'll give her that. It's like, look what you, good job, sweetie. You, you, ha- good, you did it. Beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. High school sports are important. Right. They are they important. Are important. So like, I'll give her, I'll give her that. She seemed to have a little bit more agency in this one. Um, I did also really, I did like Princess Miralax, Miramar. Yeah. Myanmar. What was her uh, name? Miramax. Myanmar. Miramax. Oh, no, her name is Malerna. 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 Princess Moderna? Oh, Princess Vaccine. Princess Moderna. 
Francis Moderna. She's got what will make you better. Hey. The dolly does. Hey, 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 hey. So. Oh, about her. No, you first. Was, no, she was. I, I didn't dislike her. I mean, she's. I didn't dislike her. I, she was yeah. clearly here to be like. I like the fact that she's like one of those princess. She's one of those princess archetypes. It's like. I'm a princess in the way that it suits me best. You know, like she can, yeah. she'll do yeah. all of the high society things, but she'll also put on pants because they're practical. I'm like, you better yeah. be pretty yeah. getting practical. We like this. This is cute. And then again, the, the, and then you get called out by it. But Alan's like, why are you wearing pants woman? And she, she was woman? like, uh, have you ever tried riding a, a horse in a dress man? And he was like, Oh, I guess I have. And she's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, come on. Miramax. Princess Actually, Miramax. No. Let's go. Princess tell MGM him. Grand, you better tell him. It was so funny how when she talked to Vaughn, the first stuff she said was all like the worst possible stuff she could say to him. <laughs> like your brother's, it, it was like on par with the tarot, the quote unquote tarot yes. reading that Tommy did. You're like, your brother seems so nice. He's fucking evil. Uh, Finalia is so great. It's fucking gone. It's in flames. There's ashes now. Like, that was, like, I don't know if she knows what she's doing, but it was so funny. Like, I guess they wanted to, the writers wanted to set it up to make Vaughn feel angsty, angsty. Yeah, to, like, to, like, call, that call back to him, like, that, oh, he lost his, I I think that was also cool, though, because it also shows you how word does and doesn't travel, right? So, like, certain people know Uh things and certain people don't, and it's just, like, so, like, there's no way for her to have known, because there's no reason for her to even be involved at that level, right? She's a princess. So true. Yeah, something got wiped off the map and not everybody, you know, it's not on Twitter. Right. Yeah. Nothing is these days, but right. <laughs> um, Except for the strike. What? <laughs> Except for that. Except for that. That's it. Have um have the weird reverse horses been addressed in your podcast? Not yet. I didn't know them horses. Sorry? Them horses have so many toes. The horses, they have a lot of toes. They're like weird backwards toes, and their manes are their beards. It's like on their bottom neck, <laughs> not their top neck. I did call them yeah, camel horses, Yeah, it's super horses, fucking though. funny. I did call them yeah, camel they're horses. they're like camel horses. <laughs> yeah, they're weird. They're weird. Just take a look if you're watching along, dear listeners. Look at the fucking weird I horses. I did say camel horse? <laughs> camel horse? Camel horse? Yeah, I made a note of it in my notes. I did too. I yeah. noted it. I was like, hold on. Well, we're in a fantasy realm. We can't just have normal horses. Just fuck them up a little bit. It'll be fine. No more birds because birds are not real, but fake horses. That's right. Seagulls, it's fine. Horses, no. No. Mess that stuff up. As they would say. Oh, my God. You're welcome. (laughs) Here we fucking go. Here we fucking go. I'm about to risk it all. Got (laughs) him. By God, God. <laughs> I'll do it. So, like, quick note: if we're if I'm checking my notes, because this is like a little bit right after we what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I watched also the subs mm-hmm. in the past. Okay, so in the subs they call it Guy Malef. It's like all one word in the English dub. It's Guy Malef. That's so fucking funny. And what in the 2001 doing? dub, it's Guy Malef. Yeah. Guy Mellon. My Guy Mellon. Yeah, all the weird readings. And yeah, Escaflona, as you guys have already right. pointed out. It's so many. As you Guy have already pointed out. I didn't realize <laughs> that it had, it ended in EF. Because when I turned on subtitles, it's it ended in EF. And I thought it was an ETH. M-A-L-E-T-H. Uh, Guy Malef. But it's Malef. 
Yeah, well, the the F, the Fu in Japanese, it's really Hu, so it's like Gaimalehu or something. But yeah, so not not a bad mistake to make. Very accurate, actually. Right. But like, so I wonder what it was supposed to. I'm not sure. For yeah, like I. Oh, Kostrak, Japanese chick. What what were the things that pointed out today? Yes. Guy would guy would be great. I don't know what the uh, Malef could possibly be. I was trying to look it up a little bit. I'll have to do some more research. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll go to the titles. We'll go into the Japanese Let's go zone into real some quick. Titles. Let's go to the Japanese zone. Not, not too much here. Um, it just it tickles me so much that they in the titles it highlights one of the kanji, and then for Always. some reason they highlight a random fucking ass word. Oh, that in the drove English. me insane. There was something like the mad, the mystic moon, but instead of like highlighting moon as it was in Japanese, yes. they highlighted like the like yeah, exactly. And this yeah. one, it's it's um the seal of the brothers, and brothers is highlighted in English, but it's the seal part in Japanese that's branded. The seal and in, of the in brothers. In episode yeah. six, it's city of in or uh, capital of intrigue. Oh yeah, and they, they highlight G U E on intrigue. Intrigue. Even though it's capital that is actually highlighted. That's so funny. It's fucked up. Yeah. Intrigua. I just, sometimes I need Western civilization to do just a little bit better. Just a little bit better. Just Just a little bit better. I don't know why. A little little harder. There are obviously people on, there have to be people on staff who speak and read Japanese. They're, they're, they're literally have who's, to be. Who's making these they're decisions when be. they translate literally, this? They have to translate it. Like, come on. Like, just, uh, take, take one dramaturgical minute to divine why it's highlighted. Just one. I'm not asking you to, to you know, write me a paper on it. Okay? I'm not asking I wish for Chad it. was here. Because there's a term for this when you subtitle. It's like oppositional subtitling. Is it That's aggressive not subtitling? Is it aggressive close. subtitling? Is that what it no, is? Because we talked about that. It's like, we did. It's like when you say like, oh, uh, you'll say like, oh, like if the subtitle says like my Onisan says I can't do that. And then there's an asterisk in in a very small area off to the side. It says like Onisan means brother. Like Keikaku means. We talked yeah, about this. We literally, yeah, we, we, I forget we what it was called. a couple too. episodes ago. Yeah. Um, th- this very concept of, yeah, g- going too far with that, of saying like, okay, this does have to be localized to a certain extent. Right. right. It's like... I- I can't remember the term for it, but like it feels like it's like adjacent to that to be like, ah, we're not going to highlight the correct word. That's stupid. It's just the color. It's like, going no, way like too far in the other direction of being like, ah, this yeah. it's a cartoon. It doesn't matter. We're it. just going to fucking it kids. doesn't matter. It's going it's going yeah. on the Fox box. We're just going to you're a baby uh, watching cartoons. No one gives a shit. Right. This yeah. is, this no is clearly a design choice. We're not going to look any further into this because it just looks cool. So we're going to make sure it right. stays cool looking, I guess. I gave you $50 to translate this, and by God, you'll get it done tomorrow. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's got to be a sensibility that is, like, well and gone with the times, because I think in the past, say, like, 90s, 2000s, like, people were not, like, Japanophiles like they are today, because, like, this is unheard of today. Like, it would right. be- Oh, yeah, you'd never do this. Yeah, you- Yeah, you'd never do this. You'd never do this. So it's just like, I mean, that's a that's a thing, right? Like It's a bygone era. Truly, it's a bygone era, because we, we're no longer- And it's not saying, like, oh- there's an excuse or whatever. Um, not trying to condone that oh, no. that lazy that kind of lazy translation, right? But it's very much like they didn't know if it was going to hit, so it's like I'm not going to yeah. put this much effort into it if it doesn't yeah. hit. It is what it is. Yeah, the budget might be really pathetic. Yeah. Right, it might be like twenty five bucks. Right, or something. the budget like, might know. be so small that I don't, we don't have the bandwidth, we don't have the people to do this. We don't know if this is going to hit or not. And now you know, thirty years later, of course, it's a hit. Now you got to do that work. That's expected. 
The fascinating oh, yeah. thing now is that, yeah, they didn't know it was going to be hit 2001. In 2016, this dub, I don't know if y'all remember from uh, from No Need for Trivia, this is the result of a Kickstarter funding campaign. That's right. right. Exactly. This dub exists because the fucking Escaflone fans opened their wallets up and prepaid for it. Right. Even though Funimation was not, Funimation was doing fine in 2016. Let's be real here. Like they were not like scrabbling by, they did not have to do that, but they did. And so this is like the first ever prepaid anime dub I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I have not heard of a different They one. were very much like, if you want it, you better pay for it. I was like, okay. They were like, you got Escaflone at home. So that actually does make sense to me. Cause I said earlier, like, the the redub didn't 100% make sense to me because yeah. the original while could have you know very much could have used an update wasn't catastrophic yeah and so yeah. that makes a lot more sense that like funimation said yeah we'll do it if you do it <laughs> if you pay for it, you yeah. pay for it? <laughs> I, I can i'm not saying that it's justified because funimation had the money to redub it but i wonder if that was also them to gauge just the interest it's like we're not going to redub oh, yeah. something yeah. if sure. it's sure. not yeah, if yeah. it's sure. like there's not a market for it. That's money and time that we're not trying to spend. We're trying to be millionaires here. We ain't trying we're to do that shit ethically. We're the Dragon company, all right? Right. We exactly. don't make failures. The grind set, right. if you will. Exactly. They're like, we don't need to do that. Y'all better care, because we ain't going to do it if you don't care. <laughs> That's right. Y'all better care. That's shit. I get it. It's like, I don't like it, but I get it. You know? I get it. I mean, you know, I still have words, a.k.a. hands. <laughs> Stevie. That's right. She's going to come get you. fight Funimation while they're dying. Crunchyroll's eating them. Crunchyroll's eat their lunch, they breakfast, they dinner, snacks, they wake. They're currently being digested by Crunchyroll. Absolutely. That's right. Crunchyroll's like, y'all, Crunchyroll's no face. I get it now because I finally saw that movie. There now, hey, I, I want to point something out here. This is very interesting to me because I was on I'm, I'm, I was on the dubbing wiki, as I always am. Yeah, true, as you always I'm are. Um, and I saw that some of these folks were, some of these people are Dragon Ball people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are Full Metal Alchemist people, but there's there's crossover there. So Sonny Strait, um, one, of the, one of the big hitters at Funimation, he was in this. He was, um, oh, oh no, no, I, for, no, he was, he was Alan, Alan Shazar. Okay. He was Alan. And so he plays Krillin in Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Oh, so gee. just offhanded, I saw that they had that new Dragon Ball movie, the 3D one, Dragon Ball Superhero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I clicked on that. Y'all know what? They did some stunt casting on that one. Who they Y'all know what I'm about to tell you? No. No, please. Tell me. Charles Martinet is in Dragon Excuse? Ball Superhero. It's a me. No. <laughs> Goku. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in the context of Japanese Goku, which if you haven't heard Japanese oh, you Goku, is American, you have got to Goku. look that up right now. Stop listening to this Faza cast. Look at look up Japanese. Fucking Goku. one so, of the all timers. So good. So good. I cannot even imitate the voice. It's like, uh, yeah. eh, it's like that. It's like that. It's so Grandma Goku. In that sense, Charles Martin, Martinet is like a really nice uh, Mart- Martinet, Martinet, I don't know, but it's a really nice casting decision. So I think it's kind of gutsy. Who does yeah, Charles Martinet play? The character's name is Magenta. I do not Magenta. know. Magenta. I've not okay. seen the film. I know Piccolo turns orange. And okay, I'm, cool I'm so that. disappointed. I thought you were saying he was Goku, and I'm so upset. <laughs> no, he's not Goku. I'm sorry. No. Charles Martinet, Goku, please, please. I'm behind on Dragon Ball. They're still making that shit. Uh, Toriyama, no, Toriyama dipped out. He picked a guy and was like, what? "You are, you are Toriyama now." <laughs> Bye. <Whoa. laughs> 
That's, I know, right? People seem to like it still. So. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's still good. I've heard super good. good. I, I I literally have not watched any of the new. I haven't watched in a hot minute. Now. I watched super. I think it's great. I okay. suggest it. Okay. There's yeah. a new now. Everybody gets their own unique transformations, which I think is actually a way better idea than oh, Super that's Saiyan. Everybody cool. goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like Piccolo turns orange and Gohan gets Wait, a cool are you new kidding? one. No, no, he, he literally, he, Piccolo, Piccolo gets a super... He, he eats like a hundred carrots really fast. Yeah, and he turns hundred carrots really fast. <laughs> uh, he gave fight. Frieza another new one. They gave Ooh. Frieza like a, a second order transformation on top of that. Oh. He's black Frieza now. Oh my God. <laughs> was that, was that, I'm, so, I'm being real. That's what it is. <laughs> Oh, there is, wait, you there is Goku Black as well, no, remember yes. that? I said it, and I watched wait, you look directly Stevie. at me and be like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> Dude, do this it's to true. me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not fucking around. You have to see the clip where, um, so in what, oh I'm just going to spoil this. this. Maybe I somebody know, I know what you're talking like, about. <laughs> okay, you're, okay, you already know, it's fine. All right, so in one of the seasons of Dragon Ball Super, there is a kind of like a Goku imposter named Goku Black, but you know, it's because his soul is black, he's evil. So <laughs> Goku, the real one, goes so to the future world that Trunks is in, where Goku Black has already done a bunch of awful things. So when the real Goku arrives, everybody in the future world points a gun at him and Trunks says, everyone stop, like. Don't shoot, he's not black. This, yeah, do not they shoot, this man is not from the black. Show. It is so goddamn funny. When me and Chad saw it, like we were just watching normally the show before it was an internet. I mean, we laughed so fucking hard oh and we paused it and, like, and we were like, what just happened? Why oh. did they do that? Oh Why would they do it that God. way? so evil and weird. Oh my it's God. Oh, no. I'm going to go. I will post this clip later. because It's I'll... like, do you guys know who watches Dragon Ball? We have to carry this pain together. Raw dogging reality is the worst. I'm going to fix yeah. that, like, right now. Ugh. Oh, God, no. Please. Uh, do we have anything else to say about no. this show? Yeah. What's I'm, I'm, out. Out. I'm out. We're totally okay. going on Escaflone. Uh, here's the thing. We reached our six episodes, our six required episodes of Escaflone. Overall, it's a good show. It's a good it show. It is a good show. Yeah. I had a fun time watching this. I, I have complaints about it, but I enjoyed it. The the mechs are cool. The animation is smooth as all get out. Like, you know, yeah, it's, the animation's beautiful. The an, the animation's beautiful. Like, you know, it's vibes. Like that that nineties, that nineties anime aesthetic, that is what this show definitely is. Like, it's really, really pretty. The world is really cool. It took, honestly, we watched the first six episodes. In my personal opinion, it took a minute for the plot to really get going, but once it got yeah. going, it's going. So now that we're at six, I'm like, oh shit, now I'm like actually invested. Because it took us yeah. so long to really to really get our key players and to get all of their motives. Cause it just we we took especially for the bad guys. Cause what I really liked about especially episode six, we see how the bad guys are bad guys. They're yeah, not just yeah, like yeah, dudes yeah. with cool technology and and invisibility cloaks. They are coming at it from all angles. They're coming at it from a combat mm -hmm. standpoint with fighting people and blowing stuff up. They're coming at it from a political standpoint with, you know, um stoking in not insurrection, but stoking um 
trying to break alliances using yeah. political channels and all this other stuff. 100%. So like, I'm like, okay, so this is probably what I was interested in because you see, you're seeing all the subplots. You're seeing all the stuff come up. So what I liked about Escalfone, while it kind of started a little slow, the first three episodes were a little slow, but four through six kind of ramps up. And then now you're really getting into the meat and the potatoes of the whole reason why everybody's here. Now, why is Satomi there? We have no idea. We kind of lost her bleed plot as to how we're going to get this girl home. She is now swept up in the politics. Really matter anymore. It doesn't yeah. matter yeah. anymore. Doesn't matter. Unfortunately, she still does because we're still following her, and I wish we weren't. But you know, whatever. We can just focus on the boys. We can't she, always get what you want from 1990, yeah. whatever. You know. Exactly. But overall, it's a cool anime. Yeah, I, agree. I would. I yes, have to remember true. to get get around to it. But it's not. It's not bad. It's uh. It it is held up too. It's actually held up. Like, I agree. It's it's you know. Oh yeah. It's 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 a product of its time. Unfortunately, you know. I mean, not unfortunately. Um, like most for better or for worse, you know. Like it, most it, coming good of ways age and bad. Yeah, like most coming of age stories, especially it circles around a girl. She is meant to be your Bella Swan, somebody who you can put yourself in the yeah, shoes of. Exactly. That's the point. Yeah, Newland. I just watched the clips last night, dog. I don't even remember it. I was so mad at it. Um, and <laughs> that's the bad one. That's the bad even, one. It's I don't not even remember good. it. I don't even remember it. Um, and so like she is a person that you're supposed to put she is she is the lens in which you as the person watching it are supposed to insert yourself into the story that's her entire purpose um but she's it's it's a cool it's a cool show all the way around you like yeah. fantasy you like robots uh escaflone is the move oh yeah truly. get on escaflone get oh, on yeah. it. have a good time and it's, it's got that yoko kind of soundtrack so it right. goes down easy it's got that up shake it shake well and then up up the nose well, that's how you take right up there. Right up there. If, when you got when you got allergies. When you got when allergies. You got allergies. When you yeah. got allergies. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I my think that's Escaflone. Yeah. That's Escaflone. Yeah. That's Escaflone. Hey, Callie. Charles, yes. thank you for being here with us today. Yeah. Thank you for having thank me. For I'm sorry us. for all the strange interruptions and schedule problems. That's fine. I, I don't heard. care. No problem. They're gonna edit out so many dog barks. <laughs> I might edit out some of them, but not all of them. No. Okay. At least one in there. Sure. Yeah. What kind of stuff are you working on that you want people to know about? Oh my God. I wasn't expecting this question. I thought we were going to talk about Escafola anymore. Well, okay. So as you said at the top of the episode, I'm working on this video game endemic. Check it out. It's by the same people who made Atama or sorry, rather than check it out because it's not out yet. Keep an eye out in 2024. There you go. Maybe there might be a demo. Sorry. Did I say 2024? I meant to say 2025 is when the game may come out. There might be a demo at the end of 2024. So that's what I'm working on right now. Cool. I've got a Patreon that also offloads to a Kofi. Okay. Woo! I'm working on a whole lot of shit. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm embarrassed. But it's art. It's artistic. Uh, art wisdoms are there. You art can wisdoms. absorb them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Art wisdoms are there. Sweet. Um, mostly, I guess, like, if, if you'd like an easy way to see my output, a good way to do that would be to subscribe to me on Twitter. If you hate the Twitter app, I understand. I'm on other platforms too. Just look for Churls with three of yous. Nice. And that's that. Cool. Nice. Sweet. Uh, yeah, uh, I can definitely vouch for the Churls art. I have commissioned a number of pieces that have yes. all turned out wonderful. Wait, a number? At least one. I only remember one. <laughs> okay, must be just one then. But at least one. But I would believe that it's a number because uh, some of these budget commissions, you know, the ones, again, that you mentioned at the top of the episode, like, uh, there's more of those. And sometimes I don't e- I don't exactly always comprehend who's getting them. I just know what I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
So cool beans. Yeah. yeah, very very great. And that bell means this meeting of the After School Anime Club has come to a close. We're so glad you got to spend this time with us today, and we're glad that we got to spend this time with you. If you want to support everything that we do at After School Anime Club, best thing you can do is leave a review. Yes. And remember, if you leave a review that's kind and has five stars in it and doesn't contain any chicken-headed shit, I no. will read it out loud. Wow. We're also still members of the Moonshot Network, a fantastic podcasting group where you can listen to incredible uh, podcasts. You can watch great streams at twitch.tv slash moonshot network. Keep an eye out for that carnival coming up. The yeah, moon carnival it, coming up at the end of the month. Where we're going to be raising money. Open. Trans yeah. Lifeline going to get money from us. Yes. And you and yeah. everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. D- do you guys, Max, uh, Max, Stevie, anything you want to pu- anything you want to plug? No, I will just say, um, outside of leaving a review, uh, tell your anime friends about tell us. Tell your anime That's friends. That's yes. number one thing you can do, which is just, uh, hey, if we cover an anime that you know somebody is absolutely obsessed with, send them a link. Yeah. Yeah, please do. You don't have to start from episode one with anime. You really yeah. do not. Oh, jump, uh, yeah, jump in wherever. Wherever. Jump in wherever. It's whatever, very Whatever friendly. dings those little nostalgia bells in your brain. Right. That's where you should be starting. Yes. We see the metrics. We got a lot on the Sailor Moon episodes. We did. That's don't, right. Don't feel like you have to start at episode one, season one. We understand. This is season we two. We did not have our shit together yet. We no, sure just did jump not. jump right in. It's it's very inviting. The water's The water's fine, right. but don't feel like you have to the look. If you fine. don't give a shit about some of the anime that we are covering, that's okay. You don't got to listen to those. Just skip that shit. Listen to the ones that you care about. Listen, like, because it's not. We're delighted. Any episode that you listen to, yes. really and truly, from That's the bottom true. of my heart. So Thanks true. for We're coming not and hanging mad with that us. That you're late. We're just happy you're yeah, here. Thank you so much. That's the point. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. Also, drink water, fucking drink nerds. Water. Yeah. Drink water. Stay hydrated. Water, Wash your face, bitch. you fucking nerds. Smoke weed every Wash day. Your, <laughs> you're not. You're, do, you're doing it wrong. Right. Wash your face, moisturize, brush your teeth. Don't be gross, okay? You can be a nerd and also have hygiene. So that's all I got to say. It's tell so you. true. You can be a, a nerd that smells great. It feels great. Mm hmm. It's a great mm-hmm. feeling. And, and I do want to say, I know that we're going long here in the outro, but we got that listener survey out there. Yo. Y'all need to go answer that because you decide. We need to know who is baby. I'm baby right now. And no, I'm sorry. That's not it, though. I, I, it's actually about the anime. What it's actually anime about like is you have an anime. Like, you you all choose basically two out of five animes. Yeah, you like do. It is it is your input that decides what we're going to watch for two out of the five shows in mm-hmm. season three. So, like, really, like, if you really like Tenchi, if you really like Yu Yu Hakusho, if you really yeah. like Sailor Moon, if you have an anime that we haven't seen yet mm-hmm. that, that you need to tell us about, please do. Uh, because next episode, we're going to be deciding the lineup for season three. That's true. We are. So. Oh, my God. I got to get our wrap-up episode together. next time. Yes, our wrap-up is next time. Next time. So, yeah. Good luck, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Callie. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Stevie. You're welcome. Thank you all. And thank you, listener. How do I sign off at this podcast? How do I say Um, say at the end? uh, Oh, I say say thank you for listening, and we'll see you at the next meeting.
Last time on Dragon Ball Z. Turtle and I are going out to dinner. You two better behave while we're gone. And most importantly, no improv. If I hear any yes and, you're getting the back of this hand. Well, Vince, it looks like we've got the Kame House all to ourselves. Yeah, we do, Aaron, and you know what that means. It's time to throw a banger of a Podcast. We're Kame House Party, the only improv comedy Dragon Ball podcast in the known universe. We're going through every iteration of Dragon Ball, episode by episode, and performing improvised scenes based on what we watched. And you don't have to be a Dragon Ball super fan to enjoy the podcast, because each week we do a one-minute roundup to catch everyone up so you can enjoy the latest and greatest episode. Yes, and... What the shell is going on? They're doing improv all over the Kame House. They even put on flannel shirts. We're Kame House Party, part of the Moonshot Network, with new episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Don't close out a promo while I'm yelling at you. Finn.